basically kratom, it is made from the leaves of a Southeast Asian tree, Mm -hmm. um, and it's sold as a dietary supplement. Um, what it's pitched for is a lot of things. I mean, all kinds of things, kind of, which feel like, you know, at different ends of the spectrum. Stress management, pain relief, energy booster, mood enhancer, um, and to treat substance use disorders. Yeah, sounds like a magic magic plant. Wow. It's up, it down, all. back, forth, whatever you yeah. want, it can do it for you. Um, and it is, but it does act on your opioid receptors. Mm-hmm. So it basically is an opiate. Crazy. Um, and it's not regulated as a drug. And Yeah, uh, the fact that it, it's an opioid and it's sold in Circle K. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, see, and it's, it's, it's nuts. Um, and so, and, and apparently as of 2021, approximately 1.7 million Americans are using it regularly, ages 12 and up. And 12 and up, that's insane. Prioritizing profits. Prioritizing Prioritizing profits. Dangerous drug and product cases. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode, Prioritizing Profits, Dangerous Drug and Product Cases. Another week, another show. Um, how, more how, crazy stories. More crazy stories, and we're in the middle, middle of a crazy storm right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully everything's going to, uh, electricity's going to continue, and we won't hear too much raining, And but it's like one of the infamous uh, Arizona monsoons we're having right at the moment. Yeah, which is funny because as a kid, I remember them being absolutely insane, where the washes were filled up. and Oh, yeah, like rivers. Rivers, yeah, absolutely. We have a dry riverbed, but it was running, and flowing. I, I always imagine, too, is, is tubing down those, <laughs> and I know people have done yeah. that, and there's Very been people dangerous. that, yeah. Yeah, people have like died. Yeah, that. Um, but that's always pretty insane. So hopefully you don't hear any rain, and if you do, then it's a good, nice little vibe setter. Yeah, let's you know people listen to that to go to sleep at night, and hopefully we won't. Hopefully we'll keep you awake with our yeah, exactly. our discussion. Uh, how's this last week been going for you? Um, it's been good, pretty good, pretty good. Um, it was pumpkin spice latte week. As we... oh my god, you don't gotta tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yes, I'm... I do gotta tell you. I... <laughs> every day, every day I was there, bright and early. Yeah, right. Uh, just, and you don't even, you don't like pumpkin spice, right? I mean, you're no, like a vanilla man. I'm very vanilla and, and my coffee and life. Um, and <laughs> I'm women. not giving you life. I mean, coffee, yes. But. No, not in women. Chai tea. Christina, <laughs> Vietnamese. I think chai tea is Vietnamese. I don't, I don't know. Something around there. <laughs> oh, she's going to love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so pumpkin spice, you've been going every week. Has it been, has it changed your life? I mean, it's been several years since you've been going, so I'm sure it's... Well, so I had it, I had a disappointment. Disappointment. Yeah. Oh, I was so hyped up. Yeah. And so I got there bright and early first thing um, on the 24th was the official day and ordered my pumpkin spice latte with oat milk. Um, and so it, it was, it was too sweet. And so, oh shit! I know. No, but so here's God, the thing. I know. I'm it. like. <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. I <laughs> I've been trying so hard to like cut back on sugar, you know, and I was doing like a 30 day no sugar and then minimal sugar and all of this, and I guess it's kind of worked because my taste buds have changed. Yeah. And I think so. I, I've only had one. I had the one, and I was just like so overwhelmed by how sweet it was. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. Well, I did drink it, but <laughs> I forced the I whole forced thing it down. down. But it was, and, and then I just I felt like so full. It was it was very strange because um, I was so hyped up, and I you know I mean literally most most 
pumpkin seasons. I have one every single day. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe the mistake I made too was that I had them put the whip on. Usually I'll say no whip. Mm. But I mean, it was, you know, it was like the day. I had to yeah. have the, the You got a little thing. too crazy. I got too crazy. I get and it. So, you yeah. know, the, the energy, the excitement it got to you. You couldn't control yourself. You got all of the, the toppings on it and then... <laughs> And it was just too much. Just too much. I know. So, so I think I, I will. Oh no! Wait, actually, I did have one. I did have it one other time. I, I misspoke. I, I had don't know how you could have without, forgotten without that. the whipped cream. I know, but but yeah, it's just it's it's. Um, gosh darn it! I mean, yes, it's good and bad, right? I mean, I I, I want to have less sugar, but there are some things. Just I'm sure to. they have like sugar-free pumpkin spice. Yeah, but then it's that nasty fake taste. Yeah, you know, the sativa. The xylitoler. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's. I don't think it's sativa either. I think it's stevia. 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 Yeah, same thing really. <laughs> um, it might be a little bit more relaxing. Or no, no, this, that's the one that's not as relaxing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. We digress. 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 Um, my week was pretty good. Nothing too crazy. My toilet clogged. Really unfortunate there. Um, yeah, it's been a few days. It's been a few days. Wait, it's uh, not working yet? No. I mean, well, the thing is, is because I can call a plumber, but if I call a plumber, then I have to pay for it. If I reach out to, like, the landlord or whoever, right. then they cover all right, the costs right. and everything. So I've had to wait. I emailed him. It took a day for him to email me back. And then it took, like, another day or two for the guy to come. He's coming tomorrow, so okay. hopefully. But it's... It's it's built enough. Well, you do have multiple toilets. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and you stumble around. You don't know what's going on. You don't know where you are. And mistakes, mistakes have been made. <laughs> I feel very sorry for this plumber. And he's gonna be coming in in a hazmat suit. That's for <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> All right. Well, enough enough of that. Um, how how is you got any plans for this upcoming weekend? Um, yeah. So we're going into Labor Day weekend, and um, it is uh, rodeo weekend in Sonoida, a mm. small town where we spend half of our time, um, which should be fun. We always enjoy that. Um, it's a little bit. It's very. It's very small rodeo, which is kind of good because that's about as much as I can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Tucson one. I mean, it's like multi. You know, it's it's, it's just hundreds of people. And the, anyway, this is very tiny and cute. Um, so we're gonna do that. Um, and that's about it. I kind of take it easy. I'm traveling next week, so uh, or the following weekend. So, so that's that's about it for me. That sounds good. That's I mean that sounds like a solid plan. I know um, Fernando had a crazy week. Yes, baby he is a daddy. Born. Baby yeah. Haley, beautiful baby girl. Baby Haley, and I love the name Haley. I don't know why. Yeah. It's, just, it's like a very it's just a very nice name. It's a safe name. You know, very comforting. Hmm, okay, I I like it. It's a pretty name. I don't know if it's comforting or safe, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like like a nurse, you know, nurse nurse Haley. That's kind of like the vibe I get from it. Huh. Or like a a wildlife preserver, wildlife preserver <laughs> Haley. You know, you can see her in the in the working nursing at the zoo. animals, nursing animals, yeah. little baby penguin in her hands, oh, little baby wombat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, yeah, see yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're already planning uh, his daughter's careers. So. Uh, well, she's got the name for it. <laughs> now she just needs the uh, you know, uh, interest, maybe. The passion, the experience, the training. Yeah. Well, she'll yeah. get there. She'll uh, get yeah, there. That's all on the side. She's got what she really needs, and that's the name for it. The name and parents who love her a lot and are very excited very that she true. is here. So, so all good. Fernie will hopefully throw up a picture of her because very adorable. Yes. Very cute. Um, but let's get into into cases, updates on cases. What's been going on? What uh, do we do we need to know 
from this last week? Oh, there's always so many things we need to know. So um, update on one big case that has been in the news for a few years now, um, and that is the 3M military earplug case. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have reached a settlement, a $6 billion deal. Good chunk of money. It is a good chunk of money. However, it's also the biggest MDL ever, and there are two hundred and sixty thousand claims. MDL. Uh, yeah, so multi-district litigation. Okay. Yeah, so that yeah. means like when it's the biggest MDL, it's kind of the it comes to amount of people that are yeah the number of people that yeah or the number of claimants. And so this one has two hundred and sixty thousand claimants. So that's a lot. And you know, just some kind of quick math that would average out about twenty three thousand dollars per claim, which isn't very um, much. Which isn't very much. Yeah. However, you know, there's you know, and again, some of the claims are probably going to turn out to not be very strong claims. And so they'll, you know, it's, it's going to vary a lot. Um, yeah. Some will be much more significant. But this was a situation where the, the um, earplugs that were manufactured by 3M and that were provided to the military were defective. And so they were not protecting uh, service members and they were experiencing hearing loss and tinnitus, which can really kind of make you crazy. Yeah. Um, so, so pretty significant injuries and just really offensive too. I mean, here's, you know, our military who's out, you know, protecting us and, mm-hmm. and we're not protecting protecting them. So. And how do you fuck up earplugs too? I mean, come on, I can go to Walgreens and I can get those cushy little things for when I sleep in. <laughs> and I know they need a little heavy duty ones, but like you said, for military, you know the extent that. Yeah, uh, you need to heavier duty. Yeah. And, and they were supposed to be, and they were designed so that they didn't actually fit in the ear correctly. And they were designed. Stay, yeah. yeah. That's insane. Well, hey, no, I mean, how hard is it to design it? I mean, I mean, I know there's different ear sizes, but I feel like that's kind of like rule number one of making the earplug. Let's make sure it fits in the year yeah, make sure it fits it stays in and it protects and already they step one <laughs> messed up well we're not big fans of 3m <laughs> very true but so another interesting thing and and all of these things you know as, as we've been going on week after week and there's also you know this kind of uh, connects to this and to that so the 3m also the earlier this year tried the texas two-step yeah. deal that um, did not work for johnson johnson didn't work for them either and so then once that failed then they looked at settling and so they have resolved these cases well not resolved they have um entered into a settlement deal but there's always things that have to happen for it to go forward mm-hmm. like all of these settlement deals they require a minimum per- participation like a member you know if, if half the people aren't going to participate they're like well forget it yeah. you know because we're not going to get rid of all of these lawsuits so it's really only going to work if if a significant i think it's 98 percent of the people um have to it seems like a pretty high percentage it is high yeah is that's that a really usually high... um most of the ones i've been in I, they've been in the in the 90s you know 92 93 percent yeah, yeah. It's always a pretty high percentage, although I have been involved in settlements where they had a certain, you know, this was the, it was the walk away. They could walk away if they didn't reach that percentage and we didn't quite reach it, but then they waived that because it was close enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but this is a pretty high one, but hopefully it is going to, to get resolved. Um, and this one, you know, people were thinking, oh, this is going on a long time, but in the scheme of things that the MDL actually, um, was formed in 2019. Um, so, I mean, I guess four years is probably... And, and there were a number of trials on this. This was not something... I mean, they fought this long and hard. 16 trials, actually. 16 wow. bellwether trials, yeah. Wow. I mean, in a lot of these, you know, you like to see, you know, one, two, three, maybe yeah. four trials. I was going to say it's like under five usually, right? And then uh, well, they kind of get times, a sense. Yeah. yeah, it depends. I mean, but then again, you look at Johnson & Johnson, same thing. I mean, there's trial after trial after trial. Yeah. Hence, the, the case is probably getting remanded. Um, but yeah, so 16 total trials, um, 10 wins for the verdict, 
six where 3M was successful. Um, but those losses, when 3M lost, they were big, big, big dollars. Yeah. Um, verdicts totaling over $250 million. Wow. So they were getting hit hard. I mean, um, you know, and again, I think it's one of those cases that's very, you know, I, I, I mean, it's it's very gut wrenching, and you know, with these these uh, military people coming home and and having being disabled, oftentimes. Well, and 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 court as well, I assume too. They're coming in in their full, you know, uh, army attire and everything, and that kind of. I would imagine, yeah. It, it, it hits a heartstring. Yeah, you know, reasonably exactly. so. But I think that three M probably realized, like, wow, you know, it's pretty. Yeah, they were getting hit hard. It's pretty tough to tear. <laughs> down service service yeah. men and women um and it's interesting too six billion i mean that it does sound like a lot of a lot of money but like you said with how many people are pursuing it it's really not that much in the scheme of things it was something around twenty three thousand per person if that's everyone uh, goes through and it's evenly split which it obviously won't be um but with that in mind too individual cases going for 250 million I mean, I think that really puts in perspective how low the six billion number is. Right, right, and and why it, it's probably it is a good deal for them to to uh, to and get this I, thing resolved. Is 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 that interesting that they would accept a number that low with how high they got hit on on the cases that you know the prosecution was successful? Well, in? so the, the, when they get hit with those high numbers again, and and this it was a total of two hundred fifty million, so it oh, wasn't okay. one trial. But even so, um, you know, when they get hit with those, it's because it's a punitive damages award. Yeah, um, because no, you know. A jury is not going to give two hundred fifty million dollars for somebody's loss of hearing. I mean, yeah. even though it is completely life changing and devastating, um, but the punitive aspect, mm-hmm. um, the punishment, and then when you're in the settlement, then the punitive is out the door. So you're looking at more of actual, you know, a fair and reasonable compensation. Mm, okay. And so, in under those circumstances, again, some, you know, not everybody's going to get twenty three thousand dollars. Some people are probably going to get five thousand dollars because, you know, I mean, there's other issues with this too that I always thought this was a tough case because, you know, there are. There's a lot of things that can damage your hearing. Um, you know, did you always have the earplugs in? Um, no. Sometimes there were different types of earplugs, um, and then there's some some forces that even with earplugs, there it's nothing is going to protect you, and you're going to have have injury. Yeah. So so it's it's a complicated situation, and and the work will start now to figure out how to distribute these funds mm-hmm. fairly to all of the claimants, and that's going to be a huge process. So it's going to be it's going to be a lengthy one for sure. And and with the 98% participation rate, I know that a lot of cases people will choose not to participate because they have such extreme uh, yeah. damages and cases and whatnot. Do you think that that's going to happen and is that going to affect the 98% requirement? Well, there will always be some people who decide that they they do want to opt out, and it and it may well be because they have a really strong case that they want to litigate and try to go for the punitives. Um, but even some, I mean, I've had have had been involved in settlements where clients where they have had really strong cases, and I've even suggested maybe you do want to opt out. And a lot of people are just like, look. I don't want to go through that whole process. Yeah, I don't want lot. to be... Well, yeah, I mean, and then there's the trial where you're getting deposed, you're getting cross-examined, mm. and you do have the chance of losing. I mean, six of those cases ended in a defense verdict. Yeah. So you do ha- always have that possibility that you get zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so oftentimes people will say, no, I just want to participate in the settlement. I know I may get less, but it's a lot less stress and hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I expect that there will be some um, that, that, uh, that do want to you know, uh, 
take keep their cases out, opt yeah. out of the settlement, and litigate them. Um, but again, you know, I mean, even I mean, two percent of two hundred sixty thousand—that's still a fair number of people that could opt out without. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that so. makes sense, and I know. I assume too, time is is a big importance for people as well. I mean, yeah. even if you have a fantastic case, if it's going to take three or four years for it to go through. Another three or four years, because, I mean, yeah. this thing, you know, this has been hanging around since 2019 as it is. Along with the risk of you getting zero compared to getting a payday, you know, today or in the yeah. next few months, that's yeah. that's pretty massive. Yeah. And so once this settlement, now that, you know, they've agreed on amount, the settlement's gone through, the next steps would be for people, like you said, this is where the work starts, where people start kind of bringing together their damages. This is where different classes start getting set, and then uh, you figure out, you know, how much you, or where you are placed in that class right so then so so there will be um yeah there'll be there'll be a structure and then each attorney will have to submit their clients claims mm-hmm. um and make the case for where you know why they should be higher up yeah. in the classifications and and and, and basically maximize the value for each client. So that process will start now. Um, and, and like I said, with that many claims, it's going to, you know, I don't think anybody's going to get money for, my guess would be at least a year. Yeah. And that, that was kind of my next question is with that in mind that, you know, the per person amounts being on the lower end and so many, there being so many victims, how does that uh, classification go and how do they be sure that everyone's going to get a, a piece of the pie? Because, I mean, if, you know, the first, let's say, 20, 30% of the people that go into end up getting a very high classification and they start getting high payouts, isn't that going to damage the people that are coming in later? Well, actually, and, and I'm not directly involved in this settlement, so I don't have the details on this, but what I can tell you is that in general, they don't pay anybody until they know oh. all, the, all of the claims, okay. so that they know all of the value, uh-huh. um, and it's like they call it a census, so that they can classify, we've got you know this many people in this category, this many mm-hmm. people in this category. Um, so some, some settlements, they will pay out um, a, a lower percentage, and then depending on how much money they have left over, you might get a mm. supplemental payment. There's different ways that they handle it, yeah. um, but but um, it's not going to be like the first people who get their claims in get a lot yeah. of money and the others no. I mean, it's they, they, they do make sure that it's more fair than they, that. They've thought of that in, in advance. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I was in my head. That's was... a good question. Yeah, I mean, my clients ask me those questions a lot, you know, like, wait a minute. Um, but, but and, and the downside of that is that it, that's why it takes so long for anybody mm-hmm. to get paid because they have to get all the claims in and figure out what you know what what their total you know the total obligation is or the total value of all the yeah. claims. And so that's so. also why people that have the same case are like all of these victims, for example, they're all probably gonna get the payday around the same time. Like it's gonna everyone get once they figure all of this out and they have the classifications and they're able to disperse it so everyone you know gets a piece of the pie, then they put out all the money at the same time. Yeah, they usually do it in waves. Um, nice. Yeah, but um, but but similar, yeah. I mean, within, you know, it, it, some of the settlements I've been involved in, you know, it was like every couple of months there would be like another wave yeah. of payments. And so now that this has been settled, is there, are we going to hear anything else about it? Or is it now it's kind of more just been solved and it's on the individual attorneys with their... Uh, clients to yeah I mean it's pretty much yeah the individual attorneys and their clients will be get it will be working the you know the claims up and getting getting compensated mm-hmm. and um, the only I mean the only likelihood that it's going to be in the news is if there's some problem with it yeah. if not enough people participate um, I you know I have been involved in some settlements where they um, too many people did opt out and then they had mm-hmm. to but but I mean they went back and kind of renegotiated mm-hmm. um, and ended up making it a better deal Wow making it yeah um, and then it 
did go forward. So so hopefully it will move smoothly and people will finally get paid. They've been waiting yeah. a long time. Um, if not, we'll, we'll update. Yeah, and I mean, even if they that, that quorum isn't met quite yet, it, it seems like 3M's already at the table, ready to settle. Yeah, they're ready to be done with this. Yeah. Tired of fighting. Yeah, and <laughs> even though we might not hear about the earplugs again, I'm sure we'll hear of 3M. They seem to be, <laughs> <laughs> they seem yeah, to be around yeah, quite, yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Oh, question on that. Uh, So what else? What other updates do we have going on? Well, last week we talked about the sodium nitrite cases um, and that there has been an update on that. Um, This was, I think we talked about the fact that uh, they... the case had been dismissed, and then they had asked the judge to reconsider based on some new evidence. And that new evidence involved um, communications from a mother whose mm-hmm. son um, had died and uh, making it very clear that Amazon was fully aware of the problem and how this product was being used and that um, you know teens were dying by suicide as a result. And so um, they were hoping that, <clears throat> that the judge would reinstate the case based on that. The judge has said no. Um, and basically, uh, they, they, I'm assuming that they probably will appeal this, but basically they said, you know, that's not about what they knew. Um, it's simply about the fact that I can't say that this product is defective. This product, uh. you know, it works the way it's supposed to do. It cures meat the way it's supposed to. Um, these people knew exactly what they were doing when they use the product and they misuse the product. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and again, I, I mean, I get that argument that the product isn't defective in that sense, um, but they had also made the arguments about um, the fact that Amazon was, was um, helping, you know, with yeah. suicide, which is a crime. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that was kind of where primary, you know, the main focus of the cases yeah. was on Amazon because then they're recommending, you know, other users would use this as well, which yeah. I just was kind of just feeding into that. And the fact that they already, like you said, the mother had been emailing them, there's yeah, communication, they definitely they've been knew. told, yeah. and, and they just didn't do anything about it. So, I thought yeah. that's kind of where the main focus of yeah. the case was. So, and maybe they'll appeal it and they will um, take a look at it from that at that angle. Mm-hmm. But, but this judge, um, that what that was his basis was no it's not a defective product um and so uh, would not reconsider it would not reinstate it i mean that's kind of fair too is that it, it isn't a defective product right it is being yeah. used wrongly and they do warn on the label not to to consume it um, yeah. and, and of the risks of it and this is why when you first mentioned up uh, last show i believe it was an interesting case because it's it's a sticky one it's a sticky yeah, one yeah but it's still you know i mean these are minors and i mean you're selling a really dangerous product to a yeah. minor that you know can be used in a very you know, can be you know, used to, to, to die by suicide. So, um, I mean, I think, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and again, maybe this is the type of product that shouldn't be so easily available since it's so dangerous. I mean, you know, it, it's not like I, I want to cure some buffalo and I need that to be here by Amazon 20, t- tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, maybe I just need to chill out and establish my age or um, buy it at some sporting goods store or something along those lines. Maybe Amazon doesn't need to be shipping that overnight. But I think you could, same say, day. <laughs> you could say that about just about any substance that you can and take and consume and die. You know, there's a whole like Drano when kids, I don't know when, what period this was, but I feel like this was a saying is like when people would drink Drano to kill themselves, you know, 
people don't need to clog. I guess I could, I kind of need to clog my, my <laughs> you, you need some drain. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, assuming you tried that. No, I, I did. Okay. I did. And I don't think you're supposed to use it on toilets. Oh, okay. So I'm hoping I don't get yelled at about it, but we'll see. Anyways, um, you know, I think, yeah, of course you don't need that. To, you don't need it in the next 24 hours um, to cure buffalo meat. But I think there's a lot of different products on Amazon that if you consume, yeah, maybe it could, can, yeah. yeah, exactly. It could kill you and all of those things maybe you don't need. But, you know, where where does the line get drawn there? Yeah, it's just, I mean, that this is, you know, it's apparently on social media and people are talking about it and no. these chat rooms are talking about how to do it and that it's painless. And uh, I think Drano is very painful. Yeah, so. uh, uh, yeah, actually, I think so, too. I think I saw like it was in a movie or something and they're foaming out the mouth or something. Like, anyways, I mean, I think that's another side conversation as well is like, why is this so mainstream? Why is it on TikTok? Why can there be so many videos up of recommending it? Why are these chat forums so highly populated, known of, of people recommending ways to kill themselves yeah. and how you know much better this is compared to this? And and that's I mean that's another se- separate conversation I think should be addressed as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, and, and then if somebody's going to be aiding in suicide, aren't those people doing the same thing? Exactly. Um, and and more so, more intentionally. So yeah, yeah that could be. There's a, it's just a lot of angles to this where I feel like there's yeah. Um, you know, I don't think it's very clear cut, but I also think that there is blame around the table. It's just figuring out you know what is possible to be pursued. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be an interesting case to stay updated on. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting angle. And and actually, um, something very interesting came out of this, too, because we had talked about it last week. And so um, one of our listeners and a friend um, was just mentioning to me today, um, kind of giving me a heads up that, um, that that listeners could be offended by some of the language that I used. Mm. And and I, I don't know if I'm curious if you ha- if you're familiar with this, but using the word commit suicide. Side, yeah. um, as opposed to the, the more the newer usage is um, die by suicide, and I've seen that a lot in writing. Yeah. But you know, it's almost like it just rolls off the tongue, like that's always been the term is commit suicide. But that terminology actually kind of links it to 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 being a sin because you would commit a sin, and people believe that suicide is a sin. And are we offending, or would this be, this phrase be offending? Family members? Well, I th- yes. Well, uh-huh. potentially yes. But and then the other thing is the other thing that you commit is a crime. So the 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 word commit um, has you know negative connotation. negative connotations yeah. and very judgmental connotations where somebody is obviously you know obviously struggling and and um, yeah you know, very helpless and hopeless. And so, um, but I just had never thought of that before. And it made a lot of sense to me that um, that's really the only ways, you know, the only way I use that term commit. Yeah, I I think it makes sense. And And I think more so with, you know, commit being a crime or something wrong, you know, like, I think like you've committed treason. So I don't know. I don't yeah, like a crime, right? Yeah, and yeah, so, and and then, uh, so, but but saying died by suicide actually kind of makes more sense because you know maybe you commit murder, but somebody you know was murdered or yeah. you know died by. I think it makes sense. I I don't you know I don't want to upset anyone, but I just don't really fully kind of like 
I agree. I mean, I think it's just, it's more semantics. It's more nitpicking of like individual words. I don't think it's anything that you're not offending a specific, you know, group of people or individuals, you know, it's nothing that you would typically say like, oh, this is really offensive. It's more, you know, preferencing, which fair, I understand that. But at the same time, I just think it's something that's very small and almost trying to find a problem in, in something like it. It's already a very sensitive subject, you know? Yeah, I just think, you know, but again, it's it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah. if, I mean, for me, I would not want to use language that offended someone. I certainly wasn't intending to. Um, and so if it is more comfortable to say that, uh, died by suicide, that certainly makes, makes sense. It is more comfortable for me to say. And, and I guess, um, there, and this was in Australia, um, I guess there, when people use that terminology, they get a lot of blowback on social media. Really? So, um, so we'll see, I don't know if we will get any kind of response about that or not, but it is something just kind of a heads up and interesting, you know, again, I'm going to be more careful about the terminology. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, I have kind of uh, an indifferent opinion on it. You know, I had a, I had a friend who, who died by suicide uh, in college. It was like three or four years ago. Um, he was in my fraternity. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, which is which is very sad. Um, and and I think it's it's obviously it's a shitty, sad thing. That's a, definitely a very sensitive subject. Um, but I also. You know, you know, and I know a lot of people may not agree with me on this, but I th- it's also a very frustrating thing. You know, I know uh, people, when, when they do that, they're going through a tough time and whatnot. Uh, but then there's always a the conversation of, like, the people that you affect, you know, and, and how many people it hurts around you. And I think that's something that shouldn't be ignored at the same time. You know, as sad as, mm-hmm. as sad as it is, it's you got to recognize too that this awful thing affects a ton of people. Oh, and, I mean, yeah, and, it's one of the hardest things I think for to, to lose a child yeah. um, by suicide as opposed uh, as opposed to say a car accident or some other type of situation. I mean, it's very devastating and and um, yeah. Well, we'll we'll try to be more aware of that. I think. Uh, you know, it's interesting, too, that they get so much blowback on social media in Australia. I mean, I think that's it's something, again, like I said, it almost, to me, seems a little nitpicky. Um, and then, like, trying to find a problem where there really isn't a problem. But that's my personal opinion. And you always do have opinions. <laughs> I do have, <laughs> a, have strong opinions. Strong opinions. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be an interesting case to keep updated on. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be something that people are going to bring up and reference in future lawsuits and references? I mean, with Amazon, for example, or just all of these online providers where products are being used, how they shouldn't be or maybe being recommended in, in, to, to minors, whatever it may be. Do you think this is going to be kind of a baseline case where if it is successful, that might be referenced in the future. Yeah, I think so, and I think that you know, there's always the uh, the desire to look towards you know these big companies like Amazon that are distributing products because you know we've talked about a lot of different types of products where the companies either are overseas and you can't get to them to collect mm-hmm. from them, or the company's bankrupt and they don't have any money. Like the, you know, we're talking about the beds, um, and so you know you're looking for somebody to collect from for your damages, and a big company like Amazon 
obviously can easy picking could could pay the bills. Yeah. So um, so I think that it does you know that 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 seller distributor liability needs to be clarified in that yeah. context um, and under what circumstances they can be held liable and under what circumstances they can't. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's 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 messy because I mean I mean what if they really did know about these beds that were killing children you know yeah. again uh, but it's a best-selling bed on the site so they're like ah, you know well. you know i mean it's it, yeah i i will just have to see how far up it gets and uh, what the courts decide on that yeah and as i mean now there's so much outsourcing for a lot of our products like you said and and being able to claim and pursue those individual companies is, is close to impossible at right, times. Right. And so with us, with, with us having these U.S. corporations being able to deliver literally anything we want within the week, within the day, yeah. uh, I, I could see this becoming a more consistent problem as more products come out and more people find unique uses for, for yeah, products. Yeah. Um, interesting update, interesting update, but I think we should, should probably move on into... Cases we're handling. Yes, the case cases the case of the week is Kratom. Kratom. Okay, so you did give me a little bit of heads up that we're talking about Kratom, and I want to take a guess, take a quick stab at what exactly it is, and because I've heard of it in high school, um, you know, you always got those groups of of outlier kids that you know are always <laughs> trying new things and whatnot. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't a perfect kid, but I definitely wasn't trying everything under the sun. Um, and Kratom was something that got brought up. In, in like the early years. And I thought it was something that was used for heroin rehabilitation. Like when you're coming down from heroin and it's kind of like something that evens you out or makes the, the pains less, something like that. And I know it's show, sold in smoke shops. At least it was. And I think it continues because now even when I go to Circle K, I'll see little Kratom pills. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's essentially just a, a drug, a, a powder that you take, you ingest, and then it gives you some type of psychedelic effect so pretty good i'm impressed okay nice nice yeah Yeah. i wanted to get that out there before you told me all the information (laughs) and you said oh yeah i don't yeah um yeah some of that is is accurate some some a little bit off but but basically kratom it is made from the leaves of a southeast asian tree Mm -hmm. um and it's sold as a dietary supplement um, what it's pitched for is a lot of things. I mean, all kinds of things, kind of, which feel like, you know, at different ends of the spectrum. Stress management, pain relief, energy booster, mood enhancer, um, and to treat substance use disorders. Yeah, it sounds like a magic magic plant. Wow. I mean, it's up, it down, all. back, forth, whatever you yeah. want, it can do it for you. Um, and it is, but it does act on your opioid receptors. Mm-hmm. So it basically is an opiate crazy um and it's not regulated as a drug and yeah uh, the fact that it it's an opioid and it's sold in circle k and yeah it's see and it's 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 nuts um and so and, and apparently as of 2021 approximately 1.7 million americans are using it regularly ages 12 and up and 12 and up that's insane first yeah. of all and it is so easy to access i mean i don't even i'm assuming you have to be 18 something like that to buy it well in certain states and it de- it depends and actually in arizona you do have to be 18 um, so how this back in 2016 the dea actually wanted to make this a schedule 1 drug and so other schedule 1 drugs are heroin and lsd yeah in 2018 uh, isn't schedule? I mean, marijuana was in there. I think it still is in there, actually, federally. Schedule one. I don't know if it's a schedule one. That's pretty. I'm not. I, it, uh, yeah. I'm pretty 
confident. I'm pretty confident because that that was like the whole thing is like how the hell it, it, it it's classified just as bad as heroin. But it was classified oh. back when uh, dare was a big thing. Just say no. Uh-huh. And again, like kind of not really conspiracy. I think this was proven, but um, hair, marijuana was used as a, a way. Same thing with crack and like a. The, the way that they did prison sentences for crack cocaine and same thing with marijuana was to essentially just discriminate and, and, and mess up the black communities because uh, crack cocaine was like the, the sizing of it, the, the, what was it? It was like how long you got in jail, your, mm-hmm. your sentencing yeah, or the amount was just so insane. It was like point, just like point one of a gram, and you get like five years, something wow. insane like wow. that. And same thing with marijuana back in the day. And it was because they knew these minority groups were using wow. it the most, or were like some of the highest users of it. Um, but yeah, anyways, going back to the main topic. Yeah. Well, so so anyway, they wanted to make it a Schedule One drug, and the, but there was a lot of public outcry about it and lobbying by the industry. Um, but they do still include it as um, on, as in their drugs of abuse resource guide. Um, definitely something that gets abused. Um, and there's this industry group called the American Kratom Association, and it's it's basically um, it doesn't do much, but they say that they're trying. <laughs> That's a good preface for it. <laughs> it, do it. Well, no, it's it's an industry. They, they they're trying to make it legit, and so basically they're saying, look, we're the American Kratom Association, and we're gonna we, we want this to be safe. We want we want to keep it legal. We want people to be able to use it. So there should be some restrictions on it. And yeah. you know, for example, it should be you know you should be 18 years old to to be able to buy it. Um, and so some states have passed what they call this Kratom Consumer Protection Act. Um, other states don't have anything about it, and anybody and everybody can buy it at Circle K, like, like you said, um, at gas stations and all. But um, in Arizona, they, I, I double-checked, we have passed that. But all it really does is it says you have to be 18 years old yeah. to buy it, um, pretty lax. Um, but there's just, there's no, you know, there's, there's, there's no indication about what the dosage is, what's safe, what isn't safe. And it can cause a lot of problems. Um, the FDA has warned about it causing liver toxicity and, um, seizures and addiction, of course. Um, but it can also, uh, end up causing respiratory failure like opioids. I mean, and there have been some really big cases in the news recently, a couple of really big verdicts where people have used it um, and, and just died, yeah. just just stopped breathing. Um, so, so there was one, and these are both actually relatively recent cases, um, but one where a Florida woman, mom of four children, she was a nurse, um, thought it was safe and healthy, supplement, um, used it to relax, um, and she just died. Yeah. Um, they found her, found her dead with, and the, the product was called space dust Jeez. sitting there with a couple. Well, I think that's the, the issue too, is that with it being so easily accessible and you can go to a smoke shop and I'm sure, you know, you go to a smoke shop, maybe get a, you know, one of those nicotine sticks, some cigarettes or something. And someone's like, Oh, Hey, you want to chill out? Oh yeah. I'm a little stressed today. Why not? Oh, Kratom. Oh, is this bad? No, no. I mean, we're selling it over the counter. It's no big deal. You know, just take a, a scoop full before you go to bed and you're 
good. And then, you know, everyday citizen is just going to be like, oh, okay, you know, it's being sold over the counter. It can't be that bad. Yeah. Little do they know unless they do research. Well, so it's funny that you mentioned that. I was on a webinar yesterday about Kratom, mm-hmm. hence us doing this topic. And um, I was just kind of shocked at what I was hearing. And so I just Googled while I was on the webinar, you know, Kratom Tucson. And there were all these places. And there's one called a Kratom Cafe. Yeah. There, yes. There's, a, there's a, I've seen that. And I, like Kratom Cafe or like essentially dispensaries, but for Kratom. Yeah. Yeah. So I, after I got off the webinar, I got my car and I drove over there. <laughs> <laughs> you needed some. You're like, wow, this sounds kind of nice, actually. I think like, I'm a little stressed out. <laughs> if I'm going to be able to talk about this, I should sample it. No, I did not take it. But... <laughs> I should know what I'm talking about. The only way you can really know is. <laughs> but so I drive to this place, Creative Cafe, and um, I, I go in. And when I was in, it's it, so first of all, they call it a cafe. And it looked like on the website, like like people were hanging out drinking coffee and stuff. Yeah. And it basically looked like a legal dis- the weed dispensary yeah. pretty much inside. But then there was like a couch. And then they had like a, a Keurig that wasn't even like as good as our Keurig here. <laughs> and then a few K-cups. <laughs> so I think that was the cafe part. I didn't see anybody having any coffee. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I go in and this guy comes out. And he's got this big headband on that says Kratom. And um, he's, oh, can I help you? And I was like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about this. And I'm curious about it. I've heard about it. So can you tell me like what it you know, what it does is, oh, yes. And he's like, well, and he's kind of listed off the same things we talked about. You know, it's great for pain management. That's what most people use it for. And you know, if you're trying to get off of any substances, it can help you. It can also give you energy. It can make it. And so I'm like, okay, but, but it's going to calm me down. It's also going to get energy. I said, is this kind of like, you know, with marijuana where you have the different strains? Oh, yes. And so when he brings out this, this whole book, wow. it's like, there's this, the yellow leaf, the green leaf, the black leaf and blah, blah, blah. And he was telling me all the different things for them. And so I was like, okay. Oh, but it was it was kind of weird too. They had like kratom cookies and yeah. gummies and like the I capsules. Mean, if you're gonna be a cafe, they can't just be giving you spoonfuls of powder. They gotta make you know they gotta. Well, they were sealed themselves. up packages like you would yeah. buy like at a dispensary. Um, so then I'm like, well, you know, what are the risks? Is this, are the can you know, is this dangerous? And it's like, oh no 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 no. Um, it, it, it's the only really risk is that if you take too much, you can get constipated. Wow. And I was like, but what about like dying or something? Oh, no, 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 no. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, but again, you know, that's what somebody is telling you in these stores. And of course, if you're buying it like a gas station, I mean, they don't have any clue. Um, but even at this cafe, I mean, seeing something that official, you'd imagine it's like the whole trust thing that we talked about with the FDA. You know, if the FDA approved it, why would it be bad? It, why would there be in a business, a Kratom cafe that has all of these options? Why would it be so easily accessible yeah. and have these, you know, professionals would appear to be professionals. No, he didn't appear professional. As professionals, <laughs> I get with a Kratom headband uh, coming up that knows all of this information. Every question that you ask, he has an answer for it. Yeah. Why would something that has such a high risk that could kill you be this, you know, easily accessible and have all these options? Yeah. Well, and the packaging looks all professional and fancy oh, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but, I mean... And the FDA hasn't approved it. Wow. Yeah, no. I mean, so how is this even possible that there can be a Kratom Cafe, but there's just no oversight? I mean, the whole marijuana and having dispensaries, and, and I think there's some marijuana cafes out there now where you can actually... Oh, like, actually, sit, there is one, yeah. Yeah, there sit, hang one, yeah. out, and smoke and whatnot. But how has that taken so long? I mean, insane regulation, so much oversight, but then something like this, which is literally an opioid... Nothing, nothing. Well, at all. because because marijuana was illegal, yeah. and now it's not, and so this one never was illegal. It's just never been regulated. Well, it's still federally illegal, 
marijuana. Oh, right. But yeah. but the kratom never was anything. Illegal. Not even looked at. Not right, even right. I mean, of, yeah, it's wow. just it's just this leaf out of Southeast Asia, blah yeah. blah. It's like a tea shop, same thing. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the scary thing, but but it's super dangerous. So um, so there have been lawsuits about this, and again, you know, get you're not getting any warnings. Um, and and um, the the one I think I started to mention was this Florida mom. Um, she died. Eleven point six million dollar verdict um, against the company. But again, there's always going to be an issue about whether you can collect from some of these companies that are questionable and we're you know. Yeah, I mean, if they're doing if they're gas station pills, I would assume it's going to be a tough one to claim. Yeah. And I mean, in fact, that case, um, they, they, they couldn't get one of the defendants involved. It ended up being basically a consent judgment. And then they had, and then the judge had to determine the value. Um, but there was another case. Oh, and, and kind of the, just another important thing about this is a, a lot of people who use these are using them uh, or abusing them like with other drugs yeah. and that sort of thing. That so, makes sense. right. And so, so those are going to be the tougher cases because, mm. the, and, and of course the Kratom you know, Association is, is saying, well, people who have died, they've been doing other stuff as well. And the reason that these cases were so, so big and in the news is that, for example, this woman, I mean, her cause of death was acute metragenine intoxication and that's the, the, the uh, active substance mm-hmm. in, in the kratom, um, and she did not have anything else, no other substances. So they call it like poly substances is a big issue. It's funny this organization, aka American Kratom Association, um, is saying, well, this is really good for addicts, and if you're getting off substances, and then when people die, well, you know, they were using substances while they're <laughs> on it. You know, it's, I, I understand that they need it too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little different, but it seems kind of down that alley. Yeah. Well, then there's another, and these are both very recent cases. The actual first one that went to trial involved a man in Washington State, um, and he was a boat mechanic, and so he suffered from chronic back pain, mm-hmm. um, and he was taking one of these products regularly for pain and, and wanted to do that instead of taking some sort of opioid or yeah. other pain medication. Um, and the product he was taking was called Manga Da. Um, and so he took it, again, thought it was safe and natural supplement that was helping with his pain, had no reason to think that it wasn't. Um, and sitting in his recliner, stopped breathing, Jeez. they found him dead. Um, yeah, so there was a $2.5 million verdict in that, that case. And again, the question about whether they will be able to, to collect or not. But I think that, you know, what the, what everybody's being told is that it's not dangerous and the people who are dying are abusing other drugs. And these two cases are perfect examples that that is not always the case. Yeah. Um, it is a really dangerous, dangerous substance. Um, and yeah, and, and I mean, what the FDA is warning about the liver toxicity seizures, um, and, and then also just this respiratory failure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very serious and people just need to know, know that, um, you know, one actually kind of funny aspect of it, was so there's you know the the argument one of the arguments is that they're not um, they're not providing warnings and so there was apparently one company that produces produces kratom and it says on the package not intended for human consumption. Yeah, that's it. The, the but easy get out of jail free card. Hey guys, we told you don't be don't be taking. This. But we're giving it to you to take yeah. it, but don't take it. Yeah. You know, and then and then arguing assumption of the risk. So I don't think that that's gonna fly exactly. Well, and and it's 
It's interesting, too, because even in the cases where they are taking other substances, because it's an opioid, because it's addictive, um, it's so easy to abuse. You know, having it be so easily accessible. This is an argument with um, when, you know, marijuana was still getting legalized uh, that I think is valid because I'm, I'm very pro, you know, uh, legalization of marijuana. But when people were saying how if you're addicted to it, having that easy access, being able to walk into a store and buy it, you know, makes that more difficult or makes them more likely to, to relapse, whatever it is. And I think this is a case where it makes it very clear. You know, if you're addicted to a hard drug like cocaine, marijuana, crack, whatever it is, like, Going and finding a dealer on the side of the street, having it be illegal, having it be behind closed doors does add a certain barrier of entry, a barrier of kind of like accessing it. Uh, being able to walk into okay, going down to your local smoke shop and buy as much as you want. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm assuming, too, it's probably pretty cheap with um, yeah. the quality, the amount of different brands out there. I mean, Stardust, like... I'm sure you can get it pretty cheap, and you can get as much as you want from. And they deliver you want. too. And they deliver. I'm sure you can get this on Amazon too. Huh? Maybe this goes to another case that goes straight to Amazon. I didn't even look on Amazon to see, but I'll be interesting to know. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's another thing to keep in mind: is not only is it addictive, and there's no, you know, warnings and research, and it's very lack of understanding, but just how easily accessible it is to to get and then to abuse after. Right. Well, and, and like you said, I mean, it, it because it's so easily accessible, it feels like it should be safe. You yeah. don't think it's going to kill you. Um, and so, you know, like I said, these lawsuits, I don't know that they're going to collect these verdicts. Um, and, and but, you know, but one of the things that these lawsuits do is it gets the information out there. It gets yeah. publicity um, and it and it highlights the fact that what we're being told may not be entirely accurate, that it's not just people doing drugs that mm -hmm. just happen to die. Because, and they had a little bit of that in their system, that, that there are people who are just, you know, very normal, healthy people otherwise, and, you know, that's it. The cause of death is Kratom, period. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it's it's important for, like, the younger age group. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, there was kids in high school where they were taking and they were mentioning it, and I had never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. Uh, but when it was being described to me, it was something that people usually use when they're getting off heroin because it's an opioid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some of the people that were taking it were just kind of just going, they would take a lot of it and just yeah. go a little dumb. You know, they would just kind of start nodding off. Well, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, when you're in high school and you're in that experimenting stage and, yeah. you know, you're, you're like, yeah, well, you know, what can I try? And, you know, a lot of drugs might be hard to find, but if you can just go have someone that's 18 or you're already 18 and you just go to a smoke shop and buy an opioid over counter that you you know here's going to give you some nice high then that's a good chance yeah. that a lot of high schoolers are going to do that yeah very scary it, it, it really is but um anyway the, but these are cases that we are looking into um open to evaluating mm -hmm. so so should people that are I mean, are there issues outside of dying where, you know, you're getting, like you said, liver toxicity, yeah, liver failure. Yeah. So are there people that are having liver failure and then it's being connected to Kratom and then that's something where they can... Yeah, any kind, of, you know, any kind of significant injury. Um, yeah. But, but again, you know, you need to be honest with your care provider. Let them yeah. know that you're using this. Um, you know, obviously in an autopsy, they're going to actually determine that the metragenine is, is present. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be a variety of, of injuries. Um, I mean, and sometimes, you know, people stop breathing and they are revived, but they may have 
permanent injuries yeah. as a result of that. So there's, a, you know, a, certainly an array of potential injuries. And, and so what happens in cases like this where there's so many different providers of Kratom, and I'm sure people that are using it are using different brands and they're, you know, going to different places. Um, how do you pick one? How do you know which one? I mean, obviously Kratom is the problem, but you're I'm assuming you have to make a connection to a specific right brand. to a certain yeah manufacturer. Yeah. Um, you know, in these two cases, uh, you know, again, they they actually found the product like right with them that they had been using, sitting next to them. Well, no, it was That's yeah, so like crazy. the space dust was right there by her coffee cup. Yeah, space dust yeah. already. I mean, it's kind of that. yeah. And then the stuff that the guy was using, it was this like, one brand that he just bought regularly. He was using it, you know, multiple times during the day because he had this chronic back pain going yeah. on. Um, but if you used, you know, say a couple of different types of things, you could name both defendants, yeah. uh, both, both manufacturers as a defendant. Hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, some of these, uh, and they, we were just talking um, on, on this webinar the other day that they're also suing the American Kratom Association. Um, you know, so they're, you know, they're really looking at and potentially the, the, uh, the sellers, the stores, yeah. the cafes. Um, yeah, I wonder too with the American Kratom Association because I know, I, at least I assume, I know, I don't know, <laughs> a lot of those type of associations that are like lobbying and whatnot, a lot of times they're funded by these large uh, organizations, large companies that have, you know, a lot of money in it. it it's in their best interest to continue selling it. Oh, it's a big, yeah. That's and, a great... and they don't necessarily want to, it, it doesn't look as good, right? So for a big company to come out and be like, hey guys, it's okay, you know, we're doing it. They want to fund a separate group to go out and do it. Um, so I'm kind of curious, you know, that it sounds like, like you said, they, they are looking at them and they might be pursuing them as well, but I'm curious what big, uh, companies are behind this. And if there's any pharmaceutical companies that are looking into it as well, because, um, mm -hmm. or what, if it not, then why not? You know, this seems like a pretty easy, you know, cash grab. If anything, well, I think I, I think that behind it are the companies that are producing it currently. Yeah, um, I don't know if the big farmers. I mean, again, it's not a uh, it's it's not a drug yeah. approved by the FDA. Um, so I think that's the, the you know the main. Have it has it have people attempted to get it approved by the FDA? No. They, they they probably they've got know. their other drugs. Yeah, well, I'm sure too is like they know it's a little iffy, and it's like, well, if you know they're not going to ask about it, then we won't bring it up to them. Yeah, I I don't know why. I mean, there's also really no evidence that it does any of these good things. So there's that also. <laughs> yeah, I know that's interesting. <laughs> I uh, mean, because there are going to be you know big studies, and studies. That's right? Yeah. So you know, and then it makes you even wonder too. You know how you know people just take things and they feel better. I mean, the, the whole placebo effect. Yeah. I mean, how much, uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, now there's like, like you said, these cafes have cookies and foods of it. But I remember, like I said, in high school, like they, you just buy like a tub of powder and you just like fucking yeah. straight to the face, like a cinnamon challenge, just swallow a spoonful of powder. And I, was, I always thought, I was like, that is just that is crazy. so insane to me. Like I would feel weird doing that. And I wouldn't even, I don't know, you know, like yeah. smoking, it's kind of, you know, when you're in high school, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. I look kind of cool doing it. But <laughs> swallowing a mouthful, mouthful powder, powder doesn't look very cool. <laughs> no, no, not very cool, not very comfortable. Yeah. So anyway, it was it, 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 interesting to me, not something um, that I was too familiar with um, until just the last couple of days, but um, very dangerous. And and yeah, I mean, there's no question that 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 the average consumer is not being told it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my experience. 
And I was even asking questions. I mean, most people, you know, aren't going to ask all those questions. Yeah, and have the background knowledge of, like, this actually is dangerous and compare and contrast. I didn't get into a big argument with him. No, of course. (laughs) I mean, he's wearing a (laughs) Maybe another day. He's wearing a Kratom headband. I don't think you're going to be able to convince him of much. Maybe he'll be out there picketing in front of it. One of these. Um, We are coming kind of to a close here. We got, you know, about five, ten minutes left. Uh, I know we have a few interesting cases in the news um, as well as some questions, and I want to make sure we definitely get to the yes. questions. But okay. what, uh, what what do you want to go on to next? Um, well, uh, let's uh, – yeah, just, just a couple of quick things that are in the news. Um, we won't take too long with them. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is the Barbie Botox, and if you've heard about that. We talk a lot about different uh, cosmetic procedures. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that one's blowing up with the Barbie movie. Uh-huh. It's going to be one of the highest grossing film. I think it's for Warner Bros. But whatever company made it, it's their highest ever yeah. grossing film ever. Well, and Greta Gerwig, and it's a female uh, di- uh, director, producer. Really? So, yeah. Uh, Have you seen it? Or you? Yeah. No, no. I was. I mean, I heard it's a great movie. I'm sure it is. Well, I heard. I heard it's a great movie, and I heard it's a terrible movie. So I don't. You know, it's just. It's, it's one of those movies that I. I have this. I just don't like Hollywood anymore. I mean, there's so many reboots and reruns and part twos of great movies that don't need part twos because they're just running out of content you know where's the good old days of just like some good authentic creative movies coming out and good comedies comedies now are so terrible they're cringy they're just looking for like those in the moment like cheesy laughs kevin hart rock like where's the good seth rogan uh, good Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell made a terrible one, uh, some some dinosaur one. It was I, I couldn't even get through it. I was like, this isn't even Will Ferrell. This is awful. Yeah. We're Step Brothers. Give me some more of that. Uh, I love that one. I'm sure we're gonna get a part two too because they know that if they put out a part two Step Brothers, everyone's gonna go. Yeah. Even it, it's probably gonna be ass, but. <laughs> Anyway, so Barbie Botox. I'm All right. sure there's a lot of people that are interested now after the movie. All right. Well, so it, it, what it is is it's it's um, Botox injections into the trapezius muscles. And ah, trapezius. Those are a bitch. <laughs> uh, I, I need some work on my trapezius. Well, this is like the opposite of work on trapezius, basically. Uh, so what Botox does is it paralyzes the muscle, and then yeah. because the muscle can't move, it atrophies, and yeah. so then it shrinks. And so what it does is, is it kind of drops down, and it makes you look like you have a longer, skinnier neck. Drops down. Oh, so it relaxes. Yeah, it relaxes. Oh, wait, you're like trapezius, like your traps? Yeah, your oh, trapezius okay. muscles. I, well, I, I just call them traps. Sorry. You know what I'm... In, in the gym, you know, <laughs> when it's shoulder dead, it's, it's a trap workout. It's not my trapezius workout. Sorry, <laughs> I makes it technical here. Yeah, traps. Yeah. So, so your traps basically atrophy and shrink and they look really small. And yeah. so it makes your neck look longer and skinnier. And apparently women are wanting to look like they have long skinny necks for their wedding. And so they're getting this like a couple of months before they get married. Anyway, I thought it sounded like crazy shit. So that is pretty crazy. <laughs> So anyway, it was one of those things in the news because we have we have talked about um, you know a, a number of cosmetic procedures and issues with that. We'll see if there's big well, issues. Well, Botox with it. already. I mean, it's just I, I like you said, it paralyzes the muscles, but that's in the face. You know, very small muscles. Your traps are pretty fucking big. Well, and it, it just feels like there's a stability issue there too. That it's not just you know like you, okay, so you're going to paralyze you know your forehead so it doesn't wrinkle. I mean, yeah. you can still walk around and pick things up and lift things over your head. Your traps I mean, go you... through your whole back. Yeah, or your I mean, whole back shoulder of it. I mean, it's a big muscle. Right, right. And so it does feel like, I mean, what if, I mean, you know, you, okay, now you have this long skinny neck for your wedding, but you can't like pick up your champagne <laughs> glass or something. I don't know. I mean, it just seems really, seems weird. And, but, but I guess it's super popular right now. And so I'm assuming we'll probably see some lawsuits as a result of it. Hmm. Anyway. Um, 
So there's a Barbie Botox. Um, I see here too. McDonald's hot fries and the McDonald's conversations always go great. Maybe we should leave that for next week so All we right. can really get into that one. Sure. Um, sure. So maybe just hit go on to our, our question because we yeah. do have a question. In fact, oh, sigh. Um, we have been inundated with phone calls since the 3M earplug settlement. Oh, really? And yeah, I mean, literally phone ringing off the hook because it's in the news. And literally these calls are people calling and saying, how do I get in on the settlement? Yeah. I want to participate in the settlement. Well, it's too late. <sighs> it, it's way too late. But the, the more, so, so, the, that, the, so the answer to the question is you can't. I mean, this is done, finished through. Um, there were deadlines. Um, and there, and there were, it was in the news, but you know, you know, we have had calls from, from people who've said, Hey, you know, I got in touch with an attorney a couple of years ago and I was supposed to fill the paperwork, but I didn't get around to the paperwork, but now I see that there's money getting paid. So now I want to get my paperwork in. Um, and yeah, you can't do that. Um, but you know, it, it really just kind of brings home to, you know, when you do hear about these things, and I mean, if you've gone so far that you've actually talked to an attorney and, you know, you've got the paperwork, yeah. um, you know, and then you hear people say, well, it was going to take a long time. Well, yeah, but here we are. Now we're, you know, a few years later, we are two years later, and you would be participating in this, but, yeah. but now you can't. And if you do have an injury, um, again, it's it's generally not a lot of work for the client. Yeah. These are not cases where they're going to trial. Um, you know, they're in the <laughs> they fill out some paperwork. They fill out some paperwork. You know, the attorney submits the claim. Yes, it takes a while. Um, but, it, you know, it's, I, I mean, some of these people we do, we, I do feel very bad for um, if they really didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can't... Uh, <laughs> It's too late. I mean, I'm very sorry that it's too late, um, but but there are always deadlines, and we've talked many many times about the statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, this is where you see it when all of a sudden people are realizing that other people with the same injuries are now going to get compensated, and they're not. Yeah, and I mean, the 3M 3M in general seems to have a lot on their plate, but this earplug situation seems, like you said, I mean, it has a massive amount of victims, higher than most cases yeah, do. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I kind of, I understand where they're coming from. I'm a lazy guy, so I push things off for <laughs> yeah, sure. But I think this, you know, like you said, is a good example of just reaching out to attorney. And if you have already reached out and you get that paperwork, just fill it out. Because once you fill out that paperwork, it's a bit, it's like, it, it's a good, maybe it's a good chunk at the very beginning. But once you get that out of the way, then, then it's off your plate. Then you can kind of forget yeah. about it, maybe answer a call here or there, and, and, and sign something here or there. But for the most part, you're more hands-off while the attorney is on the back end doing everything else. Yeah, and I mean, and honestly, it's not even usually that much work either. And I mean, I know that, that we do, and probably many firms will I walk through and just ask you the questions. If you don't want to write them down, we'll just go through and get oh, them Oh, that would be perfect for me. I hate writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to get them. Well, seriously, but, but we, we do that. Um, we have... Uh, medical release assigned. We get the medical records. I mean, literally, there is so little that somebody has to do, and it might sound overwhelming, um, you know, but, but again, if you think that you have a case... Um, you know, talk to somebody, and if it's a, if it's too much work, don't do it. But find out how much work it is yeah. or isn't before you you just say forget it. And then two years later, you see it in the news, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, and especially, I mean, even if you don't know if you have a case, if you hear some inkling of it, maybe you hear something on a podcast. I don't know. And you're like, <laughs> well, you happen. know, it could happen. I might have this condition. Reach out. You know, it says I I like I said I put off setting up appointments and calling 
But, uh, you know, our lines are always open. Call Shadow Law Firm if you have any questions. If you think this might just possibly be a case here or there, whatever case it is, reach out to us. We'll let you know. And then um, if it's something that, we, you know, we think you have a solid chance at, a solid case at, then we'll send you the information and walk it through it. We'll sit oh, yeah. there. You don't even got to fill anything out, huh? You just uh, sit on the phone with us, sign up, sign up, sign up below the bot- dotted line and... I mean, we'll you can docu-sign things these days. DocuSign. I mean, it's so I easy. DocuSign. People, I know there's you, you don't even have to go into offices anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's 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 not a lot of it's not a lot of work. So anyway, but but that has been. I mean, poor Danny. She has been taking a lot of mm. calls. Um, and and I was just in the office with her today and heard her. You know, and, and I'm very sorry. I know I'm <sighs> very sorry, and I you know, really can't help. You know, it's like oh, it's a terrible terrible yeah. feeling. So. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that sucks for, for those those individuals, but hopefully anyone listening uh, can take that as, as, as a lesson, you know, learn a lesson, and just reach out to us and we'll take care of it for you. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Well, I All think right. we are at a close here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, um, and thank you for the questions and then concerns. Feel free to comment. We had a TikTok that kind of went a little crazy, a little crazy. I think I like twelve k views. Um, you know, I think it was the birth control one or IUD. IUDs, yeah. IUD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, if you if you see any of our content online on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, definitely throw us a like, a share, and. Um, if you have any questions, throw them in the comments and, and reach out to us. We're happy to answer them. They're interesting. It's my favorite part of the podcast by far. And if it's a question or maybe even a story that you want to share as a nice little learning lesson for other people or something that you just want to shed some more light on, we're happy to discuss that and bring it up on the show as well. Um, and if you don't want to put it in a comment section, completely understandable, reach out to us at podcast at showerlaw.com. Again, podcast at showerlaw.com. Nice, quick, and easy. <laughs> um, but with that being said, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. Same day, same time. See you next week. Prioritizing profits. Prioritizing, prioritizing profits. Dangerous drug and product cases.